Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some folks don't stop searching till they find the truth. And if you've got the eye of a detective, June's Journey is the game for you. Play as June Parker in a gripping murder mystery adventure as you find hidden objects to help solve her sister's death. You'll hunt for clues in hundreds of beautifully illustrated scenes set in the Roaring Twenties. With more than a thousand scenes filled with clues, there's always something new to discover. You may even trek across the globe for your next lead. Every week, new chapters are added with new characters to meet and places to search. Plus, there are tons of fun, unique features to keep you entertained. From building your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings, to collecting scraps of information on each character to fill your photo album. You can even play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today, available on Android and iOS mobile devices, as well as on PC through Facebook games. What's up, everybody? I'm your girl, Jazzy Bell, and you are listening to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. And today, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Patricia Robinson. She is the Director of Operations and Human Resources here at MS Communications. And we're doing our thing at Hot 97. So please welcome Hello. Patricia Robinson. Can I? <laughs> I'm officially in the club now. Now. So thank you so much for having me. Super excited. I know we've been trying to get together for a long time. Yes. I'm in awe of you, so let's rock. I'm in awe of you as yeah. well. Like I said, this show focus on the women that's doing their thing in hopes of all of you being inspired. Not just women, but men as well. Children, all of the above. I love to shed light on the ladies that's been doing a thing that's yeah. in the front line, that's mm-hmm. really hustling, that's making a name for themselves, that don't have that light shed on them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're one of my girls. Awesome. So let's get to it. Cool. <laughs> so what I like to do with this show is to kind of give the audience a backstory okay. as to who you are, where you came from, mm-hmm. and how you became this boss lady that's awesome. that you are today. Yes. So let's skim through that real quick. Okay. Where are you originally from, So Patricia? born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, all of my life. I'm proud of that. I grew up in Farragut Projects. Uh, mm. Initially went to school for a medical office assistant and uh, took a turn from that and found a j- I, I became a single mom at the age of 19 mm-hmm. and um, had to start working. So my career just was like, hey, it was time to generate income versus really trying to zone into a career. Uh-huh. And at a point in my life further on, I was able to um, find a job and I didn't do the homework, but I was just looking for a job that really honed in on my talents of accounting at the time. Um, And fortunately, it landed me here. So I didn't come in search of this beautiful media company. I actually just found a job at MS Communications, not knowing what it was until the day of the interview. Really? So a lesson in that, people, is do your homework before you go on the interview so you know how to be prepared. Um, And I started off here 16 years ago as a business office assistant with a high school diploma. And when I was uh, hired here... I saw the potential. The environment was really big. It was overwhelming. Um, I felt very honored to be here, but I also knew that it was an opportunity for me to grow. So mm-hmm. I challenged myself at the age of 30-something to go back to school as a full-time mother, now then at two, with two kids, okay. um, 
a full-time wife and I decided to go back to school full-time at night while while working here full-time so that I was doing literally about 60 70 hours a week between work and school now how long were you here before you got married and went to school mm-hmm. how long were you here so I actually was married when I came here okay, okay. Um, but when I got here I was married with a high school diploma So I decided to go back to school and take that on in search of getting an associate's degree because at the time I just felt like in order for me to really have good ground and grow, I needed some kind of a degree. Mm -hmm. I got that associate's degree. I was so excited. Where you go? Where you go? Believe it or not, it was a local college, ASA college, which I'm super proud of. It was local. That is so amazing. I went there. um, It it accommodated. It it fit my financial situation and it Mm -hmm. fit my time schedule. I got the associate. Uh, associate's degree felt super happy about that came back I I showed that to my um, boss felt proud about that but then I looked around and said well people have their bachelor's so I'm not really in the game so I decided to challenge myself and go back and get the bachelor's so I spent another two years at night doing that Mm. I did this at the University of Phoenix online which is a little bit more intense than even going in person really and I got the bachelor's came back Felt like now I'm in the game, but what was happening is I was becoming more educated and more self-competitive. So at that time, I just decided to go back and get my master's and completed that. Check um, so, her yeah, out. So, oh. I, I, so what was happening was not only the the option to go back and get educated, I was becoming educated and I liked it. And it was giving me more confidence in my voice and I was able to come in, display my talents, ask for more responsibility, um, and it served me well. And, yeah. you know, I started to utilize that and, you know, build build trust and relationships, exude the education that I received, mm-hmm. um, and then just started to get to work. And, you know, the success of my job has come from self-discipline, work ethic. Um, so I, I am an advocate of education. It is never too late to do anything. Absolutely. Not. Um, from yeah. there, I decided to challenge myself and get some licenses. So I got my HR, um, PHR certification I'm a notary real estate, you know, so if I can get my PhD, if I can figure out how to afford that, I probably would do that. <laughs> you probably would do probably that as do well. That. I'm looking that. at you and I'm just amazed in awe of yeah. your determination you. and your Thank ambition. You. Where would you say, I know, like you say, you're very competitive yourself, yeah. like mentally mm-hmm. competitive. Where would you say that came from? Um, that came from being in an arena where I didn't have a lot of resources. Mm. So that started off in the arena in which I lived. Like I lived in an area, low income, and I didn't see a lot of options there. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was younger, I just kind of always felt like, how am I ever going to get out of this place and see the world? And so every opportunity meant the world to me, even to this day, like with all of the exposure and everything that I have, I still treat every opportunity like a golden one. So, yeah, so I like I, I push against myself to make sure that I'm getting the most out of every situation. Mm-hmm. I, it's just commendable because I always used to tell people early on when I started off, I wasn't as self-motivated okay. as you. And I didn't know where to get it from. Got now, it. what it was for me that helped me, that's why I wanted to know, like, how did yeah. you get there? Um, but I understand growing up, a yeah. little bit of nothing and just having yeah. that determination to get out. For me, I was like, ugh. And somebody introduced me to like self-help books and wow. and stuff okay. like that. And reading that and knowing the people that wrote the book and, yep. and came, the type of people that accomplished things from reading these type of books, yep. then I was like, oh, okay, I get Got it. it. Yeah. I needed help. So I really commend you yeah. for just having that self-determination. Yeah. Wow, your 
people, your family, your children must be very yeah, proud. They're proud of me. And, you know, um, you know, I extend it. I keep it going. So now I'm in the stage of life where I can help people and open doors. So now in my career, I serve as a conduit. So mm-hmm. the things that I'm doing are on a level of excellence. Like I really need to be excellent in everything that I do because mm-hmm. with me, I can open doors for other people, and that, to me, is the most important part. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just have to have really good role models. Like, there Mm -hmm. has to be a level of excellence that's true and honest in in work ethic. It's not favoritism. It's not relationship-driven. It's like, hey, this woman really produces results. And, like, if you deal with her, you're going to deal with integrity, work ethic, discipline, and we can really rely on this person. So for me, that's at the forefront of everything for myself. Like, I I, I don't want to disappoint myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I balance it out by just making sure I get the job done. Okay. Who were some of your um, people that you would say by coming in 19 and starting your career to, because I'm sure you had to go through a lot of the naysayers and people doubting you. So by this being a woman in hip hop podcast and some of the people that I interview, I told them I struggled with having some of that support from other women. So who was it for you? If you can say some of the women that had, that gave you that support. Yeah. So I just want to correct. So at 19, I was a single mom, but I got in the industry in my thirties. Okay. Okay. Um, So I really didn't have anybody because I didn't Mm. even know I was coming into a media company. I was just coming in here to work and to earn a living. And then I realized that the landscape was an opportunity for a career. But then as I got involved, you know, I found people that like were admirable. So like Atoya Beasley, who's an industry vet, um, is somebody who I aspire to. And, and oftentimes I don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be women in media. It could just be people who are doing excellent things. Exactly. Yeah. And so I am also like a little bit critical in terms of Every book is not the book for you. Mm -hmm. Every speaker doesn't necessarily resonate with you. So I am a spiritual person. I always go to God first. I always go to God. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. My Bible first, I get my ground from there. Mm -hmm. And then I always kind of, you know, say, hey, God, show me the way to the right people that will influence me. So I just really, I pay attention to um, things that produce results and people who I feel like are integral about trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I do want to know this. As you're telling your story and going through being determined about your education and coming back and like, bam, here's my bachelor's, bam, here's my master's. Talk to me about, I guess you had to show that to the higher ups, your boss. Talk to me about that experience experience. and and the response that you got with that. And so what motivated me to go back was, I'll never forget this, and this is important because every person that works has to have a performance review, which is an assessment of how you're doing at work, what the goals are, what they need you to do better at. And I'll never forget after the first year of working here, I had an amazing, an amazing um, controller who I reported to. His name is Robert Finley. And on that performance review, 99% of that review said, Patricia is amazing, work ethic, all of the things that you wanted to see. Most people would have been satisfied. The last line on that page uh, where it says improvements, it says, Patricia is amazing, great work ethic. 
The only limitation is that she doesn't have a degree. I could have been satisfied with that 99%, but that 1% to me was like somebody's putting a cap on me. Mm. And I could not focus on that. And I'm like, well, you know, being a little younger, I'm like, well, he don't know what he's talking about. I don't need a degree. But then it really bothered me. And I'm like, but what is he talking about? I can do this. So to mm. this day, I have that document at home because that is the document that I took to make the decision to go back to school. So mm. when I got that degree and I came back, I felt really accomplished. And now I am, I have to say, and, and not in a braggadocious way, but Brag, I, am, I am accomplishing more <laughs> than even I expected. Um, and Exceeded so your own day, expectations. Yeah, so every day I wake up, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, showing people I'm the boss. It's, it's your actions and it's your level of influence and the fact that people want to follow you and listen to you and watch your examples that keeps me going because if I'm doing something right, people will pay attention, yeah. but that's where I have the opportunity to influence them in the right way. So it's no magic. Yeah. It's just really work ethic. Yeah. How did he respond to it? Does he know to this day he that knows that, to this day but that he knows to this day that, that was that a driving was a document force. Mm. That was a driving force. And um, mm. he's proud of me. He mm. doesn't work here anymore, but he's super proud of me because I've gone beyond, beyond, beyond what his expectations were. Wow. Seriously, I mean, just alone, the, t the 10 minutes of this conversation, <laughs> if you're not inspired yet, I don't know oh what else gosh. to do for you. That's that great. was, she's like superwoman. Yeah, yeah. Wow, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm truly inspired. I'm always inspired yeah. by the women I interview, but this is like, yeah, this is, this is, and, huge and here's, for me. and here's the thing is that you can do these things and you can have a family. So just some of my stats is like, I've been married for 24 years. Okay. I have two children, 28 and 21, and I'm a grandmother. I have a six year old grandson, all of whom are at home with me. So I have a full life, a full work a full work schedule yeah. and then I still find time to do all of my extracurricular community events so to me it's about what is it that you're what is it that you're trying to do here and the greatest of people started out doing something small like you don't start off doing things great you start mm. off doing small things that mean something to you that impact you and impact others and then you just keep with it and if it makes you feel good you keep with it um, there's no secret to success. It's mm -hmm. just really what is what is it that you're trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. and you just get it done. I, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet with um, to interview with Ralph Carter, who is for, everybody probably knows him as Michael from Good Times, and yes. the other day, and he said to me, you know, the key to 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 this is stop talking about what we are trying to do and just get it done. Just like do stuff. You don't have yeah. to always showcase it. Just really get things done. And so for me, if I'm able to get things done, if I'm able to help people, that's the win. I want to see other people win. Yeah. And if, I, if I'm if i instrumental in that, I don't have to have the platform. If you're winning and I had something to do with that, I feel like that's a win yeah. because now you're on your way to do something great. Yeah. And hopefully you'll pay that for it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm amazed. Thank you for sharing all Absolutely. of that. I'm sure you're giving a lot of mothers yeah. and grandmothers. I hope so. I, hope so. I mean, and grandmothers yeah. like inspiration. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's never too late. No. And it's here's the thing: late. the young, the grandmothers are not. They're they're as young as me. It's as young as you. Yes, want to your waist is snatched, honey. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, oh, do you gosh. see? But if you listen to iTunes and SoundCloud, her waist is smaller than mine. <laughs> she looks amazing. Thank do you, you work out? I do not work out. I just recently Jeez, huh? won, won a competition <laughs> for Stars of New York Dance where I competed yes. against eight people and I won. And I think as a result of rehearsing and dancing and exercise, I was able to kind of get fit and tone. And, 
you know, but I wake up with a zest for life. I want to live. Like, I, you know, it's important what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Do you tell your age? I am 48 years old and proud of it. I just yes. turned 48 uh, on on November 14th. Yes, happy belated. Thank you. And, and proud of it. Absolutely, I'll tell it. Okay, because I, I, I feel like yeah. you telling that yeah. is is telling to yeah. other women in that age group. Like seriously, yeah, you're you can, a you walking example. Yeah, it's absolutely. never too late, absolutely. and it's never too late to do. And here's the thing: I'm not always superwoman. I'm superwoman when I need to be. But the reality is that I'm a regular person too. So I go home. I get tired. I get exhausted. I re-energize, you know, I do things, I find my time to get books and, and watch movies and stuff like that to take my own time. Yeah. You know, we get exhausted too, but then we get back up and we do it again. Yeah. Okay, now you say you have two kids. Now is it two? I do. Girl I have, and boy I have a daughter who's 28 who's a single mom, okay. and I have a son who's 21. Wow. And my grandson is six, and that's my boo. They, they get your boo. That's my boo. That's my boo. <laughs> I only need one boo. It only give me no more boos until her husband show up. But I got one boo. That's enough. I love that. But I'm sure your daughter, especially, yes. is like proud yeah. of you. Yeah, they are. They yeah. are happy. Um, and you know, here's the thing about that is that you know most people would look at my life and say, you know, how are you doing it and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm, I am very much involved in their lives. You know, because people say that's the biggest misconception. I was going to ask you. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't be so successful in business. No. And so some you're failing somewhere in some department. Mm-mm. That's the yeah, I'm not gonna say I mean, cliche. So I, that's I'm what close they feel. to them. I, I you know I help them navigate their careers. I talk to them about their days at work. I check their bank accounts. Like why you spending what you spending and mm. did you see these emails? So like I'm very connected and they trust me and they they know that it's all for their benefit. Yeah. I don't hold them too close. I give them independence, but you know I guide them. Yeah. Okay. Now talk to me about. Your job description, just in case people don't know. Absolutely. So, Director of Operations yeah, and Human yeah. Resources. So, Director of that? Operations and Human Resources, we have a staff here of over 200 people. As you know, radio is 24-7. Yeah. Uh, so, it's like a, it's a merge role. It's a, it's a pretty significant one. Mm-hmm. So, my job is a one-man department, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm responsible for all of the onboarding. All you're of the, the one man. I'm the one man. Yes, one man. man. Yeah, so I'm responsible (laughs) for onboarding, job posting, working with all of our senior managers when any kind of personnel issues. I also serve as the right hand person to our senior vice president, who's the overall person in the operation. Um, So there's a host of things: there's continuity, there's workflow, building operation issues, things like that, security issues. So everything that falls within it. And so the way I treat my job and the, the reason I've been so successful is because. The people that work here, mm-hmm. I treat them like they're my customers. Like, I want them to have the best experience while mm-hmm. they're here. So I tend to do a lot of um, flexing based on personality to fit, to make sure, like, I know who my people are who need extra attention or yeah. extra guidance in certain areas. I know who my people are who are super independent and they come for just a little bit of information and they go. Mm-hmm. Um, so every person, when they leave with me, excuse me, they have a really good experience. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is in any job to be successful is to get everybody saying one thing about you. And that's a good thing. So if you have a lot of people all saying the right thing about you, guess what? You're already on your way. That conversation will carry itself to the levels of where it needs to carry itself. But if you have a lot of people saying all kinds of crazy stuff about you, it's a telltale about your character. It's a telltale about your work ethic, your reputation. Yeah. So my thing is, like, they these people love me here, and, and it's because I care about them. I care about their existence. I mm-hmm. care about their experience. I want them to come to work. I want them to do their jobs and not have to worry about too much of anything because I'll take most of the stuff and get it done. Yeah, that's wild. 
That's amazing. Now, do you have, when it comes to your job, is there the best part? And what's the worst part? Yeah, so the best part is coming in, having my own office. I get to turn up the music because this is a radio station, so I can blast <laughs> it as loud as I want, listen to whatever I want. That's the great part. What you listening to right now, real quick? Um, so right now, I'm listening to the new Fantasia Christmas CD, which is absolutely phenomenal. Okay. But in the morning time, I show love to all three stations, so I'll do the morning show, midday shows. I switch in between channels, but our stations, obviously, I support the most. Yes. Um, the worst part is that I have to do my own filing. So I file too, y'all. As cute as I am, I be at the personnel file, the cabinet's filing. So I do that every Friday. That ain't the, the most glorious part, but it gets done. But I would probably say I don't think that there is anything that really upsets me. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. Too much because this is a great environment there are a lot of amazing perks a lot of amazing people yeah. i get to see careers happen thrive a lot of Flourish, great content yeah. you know meet wonderful people great opportunities so you can't really have a bad day it's like you come in and you know you you are responsible we are the leaders of this organization right so mm-hmm. what happens here is is based on how we influence and how we lead so that's mm-hmm. kind of the approach that i take every day now, being a beautiful woman like yourself and talented and ambitious, what would you say was the difficulties that you faced just being a woman in yeah. this industry? So, you know, with different under different management, sometimes uh, there's always the, the, the thing where people don't understand your value, mm-hmm. maybe your potential, maybe too um, intimidating, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes you're so strong and you want to relay information and it may be too intimidated or not accepted. So you have to because learn. Because of your sex? Uh, I would would probably say because of your potential. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just too strong. Mm -hmm. And maybe it overshadows people's space and they're not ready to deal with that. They don't know how to deal with it. Or how to deal with it. Or just ain't ready to deal with it because Mm -hmm. it's just not in the arena, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you say as a woman that you know, I'm only dealing with this because I'm a woman? I don't know that I've had, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. I can't really say that I've had that situation because I'm really direct. Okay. And so sometimes will people, you know, I'm not afraid to, to call right, right and wrong, wrong. Right. And so I've, there have been times where I call right, right and wrong, wrong. Right. And, you know, I've been kind of, hey, let's just, you know, maybe take this different tone. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if it's because of I'm a woman, but the directness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a person that tends to tell the truth. You know, if something is not sitting right, we need to address it. Um, but nonetheless, as women, more importantly, you do have to have your voice. Like you should not be afraid of your voice and should not be afraid, whether it's in a room of females, a mixed crowd, men, like you should have your own voice and you should be strong enough to stand and advocate for yourself regardless of what. And sometimes those things are going to be accepted and sometimes they're not. not. But if you feel good and you know, you're doing what's right, then you have to stick there. Yeah. And and then, you know, and and I I think also what's important is that, you know, you don't you can convey a really direct and strong message without having to appear angry. We we don't have to be angry to to convey our messages like we can convey them Mm -hmm. directly without a whole ton of emotion or anger. We can do that smartly and intelligently. I feel like that can happen. But in some situations, just because you know how the saying yes, is, yeah. the angry black sister. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just because yeah. you are direct, and, yeah. and it's, it's 
great to hear that you didn't have to face that type of right. obstacle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because study has shown Jazzy right. Bell study. You right. know? But the truth is, you know, as a it woman, exists. as a black woman, when you do stand up and when you are assertive, and not angry. You right. know you're yeah, not coming yeah. across angry. Yeah. You just said, like you said, right is right. It can be mistaken as that or automatically consider that because of your sex. Um, some businesses or some people just aren't receptive of a woman having a voice. Right. And I think part of this, too, is that, you know, instead of when we are in positions where we have to advocate or talk about something that may be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. instead of spewing a thought, I think we need to think about the full thought before we say it. Mm-hmm. Because you get that one ch- chance to say it, and if it comes out with a lot of emotion, it may not be taken seriously or it may be construed as, hey, you angry, right? So but take in reality, a take, a, take a minute, yeah. think about what you want to say get don't don't get away from your message okay. but get the full thought in there give rationale behind it give the message and then finish it out with a good outro and say and this is the reason and the reason I'm saying this so you really have to be thorough in your thoughts and strategic and strategic i think that's right. i think that's but what i'm hearing without sacrificing you know what you're trying to sacrifice you right hmm. i'm going to take that advice you should. <laughs> yeah. some folks don't stop till they find the truth June's Journey is a Roaring Twenties murder mystery hidden object game. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today. Available on Android or iOS devices and on PC through Facebook games. That was leading me, too, because I know that you're a big fan of um, Kaepernick and and, um, Ness. Yes, Nessa and Colin Kaepernick. Yes, and, you know, in this industry, we deal with racism. We already Mm -hmm. talked pretty much about Mm -hmm. sexism and misogynistic people. So did you ever have to face that type of obstacle when it comes to your race? I People mean, feeling like that got yeah, in your I mean, way in, the, mean, in your career? Uh, in my career? I mean, you know, you're always going to be in a situation where, you know, it's unfortunate. Sometimes our minds are programmed that when we walk in the door in certain situations, we can feel yeah. where we're not fully accepted. We know. We're, yeah. we're perceptive. We know. Because we mean, dealt with it our whole life. It, right? And so, you know, I'm very excited. You know, I work with Colin and Nessa on the Know Your Rights camp. They do yeah. that every quarter, traveling to different cities where they go in and they grab up about 200 inner city youth and they educate them on financial literacy. Um, you know, know your rights, your legal legal advice, health mm-hmm. and wellness, and a myriad of, of information about, you know, just how to be a successful young adult. Mm-hmm. So I'm really connected to what he's doing. I support him fully. You know, I think what he's done is he's truly a modern-day hero because this is a man who sacrificed his entire career, his existence in his career. For He doesn't even have children of his own, but he cares wow. enough about our young people and our generation that he took a stand and I and I fully support that. Yeah, the ones that's coming up behind yeah, him. Absolutely. That's I see that you're on the front line with him as well. So I want to be able to highlight that. Yeah. Because you see him, of course, you see his um yeah. his woman. Yeah. So I see you right yeah. there with them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right. right there with them. And he's like so intelligent. Um, you know, a person that's well well thought out before mm-hmm. spoken. Um and just somebody that I feel like America really is looking to get a piece of like they want to be a part of him they want to express to him how much they care and they love him so it to me it's an honor just to even know him and Mm -hmm. to understand his uh passion and dedication to what he's doing Mm -hmm. and um you know it's something i'm connected to you know outside of working with him i'm passionate about working with young adults and bringing them to their point of excellence and helping them to understand how to find 
that point of inspiration of hope within themselves mm. because, you know, there's self-esteem issues, there's economic issues, there's just everything, lack of resources in school, you know, people that are pressing people, like it's just all of these things, right? Mm. So, you know, I'm a person that I can identify with somebody and I can identify a broken spirit in a minute. And, you know, so sometimes it's not about just bringing a person into a studio or a nice place. It's about, connecting. you know, connecting spiritually and, and kind of getting to them so they can hear you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I am fully committed in that aspect. So I utilize my career in the community aspect. I go out, I speak to a lot of, I speak at a lot of seminars to a lot of women, um, mainly young adults. But then what's been happening over the last few months is that women my age and, and some even older have been gearing towards me. And then now, like, I have a, a, a myriad of men that are like, hey, Pat, can you be my mentor and stuff like that, which I find amazing. Wow, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, some of the women that I do want to discuss when it comes to sexism and harassment, you see what's happening in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Especially just, being in human resources yeah, and yeah, Hollywood sad. is so huge and yeah. people having to put up with this. Yeah. I mean, just we'll it's love just, your insight yeah, on that. I, I, well, today, you know, it's unfortunate I read that Charlie Rose was, um, was yeah. fired. And then just shortly I just read about the head of Pixar being uh, called out for sexual harassment. Um, and it's just it's, it's very scary and it's very sad because I think these are issues that it's sad to see that these people were suffering mm-hmm. for years in silence mm-hmm. uh, and felt like they couldn't come out and say anything mm-hmm. for fear of isolation, for fear of, uh, you know, being be, not being able to work. Um, and yeah. it's, it's terrible. And, and it just goes to show you that the power that these men, unfortunately, have mm-hmm. have been abused. They've been abusers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we tend to, as a society, idolize power and fame and we don't know the character of people we don't know the background of people so we see everything that's in lights and we it's glossy and it's okay and it's correct and they have the money and they influence meanwhile all of this stuff has been going on for years like we thought it started with the bill cosby thing and look look, no. look, look yeah look yeah. Look at this. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. So I feel I feel bad for women that are going through this, or, and, and still probably there are going to be a whole lot of women that are coming out. Do you know anyone personally that's been through that? I have. I don't. And none of those issues obviously haven't came across no. your table. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow. Blessed. That's yeah. like a blessing. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if to yeah. use that right the adjective for that, but the fact that you haven't experienced it yourself. Mm-mm. Um, the fact that you don't know no one that has yeah, experienced yeah. that. I thank God that yeah. you know, no one has experienced it. And I ho- I'm hopeful that if someone does experience it, that they're comfortable enough to come forth and, you know, express and, and let someone know that they're in this situation. It's terrible. Yeah, because I feel like the women would have came. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Or if they felt they had that support. Right. But then support from where? Because, you know, I guess this is all hinged to their careers, right? Mm -hmm. In the Mm -hmm. Hollywood arena, I don't even know what it's like. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine that maybe... Everywhere someone feels they could get blackballed. Yeah. Especially if they feel right. someone. I mean, in- I mean, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about with Colin, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, different different scenario to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stepped is. out for what he thought was right. He told his truth, mm-hmm. and look at what's happening. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I want to take it to the depiction of women, mm-hmm. the portrayal, and how you feel it may be affecting our community, our girls yeah. coming up. So this is Women in Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. So I do want to touch on and get your insight and your input again on the Nicki Minaj paper magazine cover. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Now, she got ridiculed because people are saying, oh, it's a little too risque because mm-hmm. young girls are watching, they're mm-hmm. impressionable, and you're a role model. And in some cases, people are like, it's art, you know, yeah. Yeah. whatever. Well, so what are your I, thoughts I, on I that? feel like um, she's an artist, and this is the way she started out. She started out risque. I mean, this is who she portrays. And the reason she did that magazine, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily judge her on that. Mm -hmm. I would just say it's a form of art. Um, It's a form of her music and her expression. I've never sat down with her to get into the intellect of her mind. So I don't think that we should judge her on that. Okay. Um, Women have a right to be beautiful. We have a right to to self-expression. I think it's on the role models and on the adults in, in... in America to help shape and mold uh, young women who may see that as, if they see that as a bad influence, like it's up to us to help them understand it. And some of these To separate the reality from from from, entertainment. And some of these things that we see out here are probably really bad influences. So we got to call it for what it is. Right. But I mean, in your jurisdiction of people that you can influence, Mm -hmm. you have to take the right stance in helping them to understand the right from the wrong. You can be, you're, look at you, you're fabulously beautiful. Thank you. Fabulously beautiful. (laughs) Fabulous, like, fabulous. But, I don't, I don't judge you on your beauty, your shape, your figure, like, you're an intelligent woman doing some amazing things for media, bringing women together, Mm -hmm. and I think we need to get there and understand the intellect of people and not judge them on there, because we can't help how we do and, and sometimes we just want to be sometimes at 48 years old I want to put on a really cute dress with some nice fishnet stockings and some high heels doesn't, talk about doesn't it doesn't mean <laughs> that Pat is a bad influence it means that Pat woke up feeling like she just felt like she wanted to feel good and this is how I came out okay <laughs> thank you for sharing that my mom she says the same thing to me and I, I wanted to know your um your thoughts on it because and thank you for the compliments with yeah. me because I struggled with that. No, don't Growing with up, that. because like you said, certain things I couldn't help, you know, being yeah, overdeveloped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was very shameful in the way I was yeah. shaped because of the way I was treated by my own family. Yeah. Like, you know, but I but, get it. You know, it was yeah. just issues. You know, this my dad didn't know what to do. My brothers didn't understand what's going on. You were born this way. Like, you right. can't go back and say, okay, let me take some of this off. Like, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Either you own it and love yourself and, and enhance your beauty or yeah. you hide in it and you become suppressed in it. And, and you, I was. And, 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 and that's not the way to be. Like, be full-blown beautiful. Be yeah. full-blown smart. And even in my 30s, I still struggle with yeah. that. And you, but I'm learning now. Yeah, like let, to, yeah, I'm getting gotta, better. You have to embrace your beauty and let the world have it. Like Because you're not only beautiful, you're intelligent. So, but you know what it is? They say you can't. It's, it's almost like they made me feel that I, I couldn't be both. That's not the truth. Yeah, that's not the truth. Because it was like, all right, I kind of came in the game, va 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 boom, you know, sexy but, but, with the urban modeling, and then I knew what I wanted to do. I knew yeah, my worth. I yeah. knew I was a smart cookie, yeah, you yeah. know. But of course, you're gonna judge me based off what the photo says and yeah. and, and what I exude. I, yeah. I totally get it. But so when I made the transition and going into media mm-hmm. and want to be respected for my brain power, yeah. I covered up Got my it. body. Okay. And I think 
for me, that how did that, you feel when you did that though? I I, I was confused. See, I, and I mm-hmm. see, I'm I, and I still struggle with that. You know, okay. it's just me being raw and honest. So that's why I appreciate you being raw and honest mm-hmm. because I feel like you're gonna help me. Yep. You're helping me. Yep. You're gonna help women that's struggling yep. with their yep. identity. You know. Yep. And I spoke to Wendy Williams when I interviewed her, and she said the same thing you're saying. Yeah. And then I find when I do these interviews that everyone is like, you're fucking bugging. Right, right. You like, better. Like people, would, yeah. uh, people are paying to have bodies that look like yours. And people are paying to have facial feet. Like, you have to be as beautiful as God made you. Yeah. And, and it's nothing wrong with that because we appreciate it. And we watch it, and we're like, wow, this woman is is beautiful. She's smart. She's doing something. And here's the thing. I mean, when I was younger, I used to struggle trying to be beautiful. Mm. There's a difference. Mm. So you, I used to try to be something. And then I'm like, you know what? The beauty comes from within. Mm. And when I started just loving myself and appreciating mm. this, all of this stuff came. And it's like, you know what? I, I wake up, and I, and, I, and I wear what I want to wear. I feel great. And that's how I that's how I go about life. Mm, I love that. She just had like the I, best I just, spirit. I just I can't worry about that stuff. <laughs> you know, when you see and, and and one thing is also important, one thing I often think about is like when I see women with their men, and some women still struggle with this, kinda off topic. Mm-hmm. If you see a woman with her man and a beautiful woman like you may cross and the man may have a moment where he looks. A little whiplash. Like, right, a little whiplash. <laughs> like, you know, um, it's up to us beautiful women to shut that down because you got somebody already. You got, we, we are okay to be beautiful and exist and you don't have to be looking at it. You got a woman and we respect that. We have to respect each other mm-hmm. and let the women know, don't worry, sis, I ain't, it ain't even that. Oh, so you said we need to take responsibility to, in we, that and be right. like, brother, don't even look at me. Right, right. You don't got, even, you got right. something. You, right. Y'all good. What's up, sis? Like, we need to acknowledge, <laughs> sis. Like, don't worry about me. I'm not your, don't worry about me. Don't worry about you me. You know who you remind me of? And she's my best friend in my head. Her, Little Kim, and Wendy are like in my head, really? my girls. It's Vivica Fox. Got it. You give me her <laughs> all day long, girl. You giving me two can play that love game. It, love it. Because yeah. that's who she was. Yeah. She yeah. was a girl's girl. Yeah. And yeah. I love Just women like down. that. Yeah, like, I don't, why are you looking at me with your woman right there? Hey, sis. <laughs> like, we make them all uncomfortable. I'm not going to make her uncomfortable. Because, you know, that's generally what women, we be like, oh, here we... I'm not about that life. No, you good. You got somebody. She beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man, I could talk to you all day about that. So this is why I want to know <laughs> yeah. now, because I want to be able to touch on everything that yep. you're doing. So talk to me about um, you dancing, Stars of New yeah, York Dance. Yeah, so I, was re- I, I went to an empowerment session, a women's empowerment session about six months ago, and I, met, I, I spoke, and I met this woman who came up to me. Her name is Leslie Bambi, and she came up to me and said, hey, I would love for you to think about participating in this um, contest that we have and it's to raise funds for children. And that's where she had me, is like raising money for kids. I'm like, okay, whatever it is, I'll do it. And turns out it was a bigger ordeal than I anticipated. And so this is an annual fundraiser. It's in its eighth year. It's called Stars of New York Dance, hosted by Cheryl Todman. And basically what she does is she recruits high-profile people to dance and compete similar to Dancing with the Stars for scholarship money. Um, so we started rehearsing about three months ago. Uh, myself, I danced. Carla Hall from the ABC's mm-hmm. Chew Dance. Uh, Senator Jesse, I can't remember his last name. Forgive me. And a host of other, uh, a host of other um, people danced, and we competed. And it was a full judge panel. Malik Yoba was um, honored that night. 
And the event took I saw place him. He still looks good. He still looks good. He called me twerking grandma, but it's okay. <laughs> I saw and, that. And we competed. Twerking grandma. And I won. I Congratulations. Won. So the, the I eighth, saw yeah, that. Yeah, so the good part about that is that I was able to win $5,000 in scholarship money for the School of Bliss, which is a local uh, dance and art school. So these kids will have scholarships. So for me, for the three months, the exertion, the physical, all of it was so worth it to have them get that win and have them get that money. And I would definitely uh, advocate for anyone yeah. who wants to give their back to their community to do something as incredible as that. That's why that yeah, shape that's, is that's bomb. <laughs> that wasn't Grandma, as strenuous. It was. As we see on like Dancing with the Stars. It was absolutely as strenuous. And you know, there's points of frustration because they paired me up with a person who's half my age, younger. I saw and Mr. So, Ke- Kevin yeah, Hunt. Kevin Hunt. And he's doing a lot. And he's amazing. He's an amazing talent. You was keeping up with him. What you mean? Oh, he was keeping up with you. He was keeping up with me. There you go. And that's why I won. <laughs> Because you were the star. Yeah, I was the star. So I'm so excited to have participated in that for sure. Yeah. Now that we see your dance skills, and I'm going to be putting that in, in the interview so y'all can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what other hidden talents do you have? Uh, so right now I am actually just thinking about just sitting down and reading some really good books. So yeah. I'm starting off with the autobiography of Malcolm X. Just trying to get okay. my head together and just trying to get back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline back into to reading because I have been away from reading. Um, yeah, so I'm read. just like doing some reading over the next few months until another opportunity showcases itself. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where we go from there. But I'm not close to anything, especially if it's tied to a purpose where it can help community programs, children, anything like that. Like you got me. What's next for you? Um, I don't After know. you get your doctor's degree. Yeah, right. So <laughs> i got to get the funding for that. So, I, you know, I, I'm very grateful. Over the last several months, I've been doing amazing and meeting amazing, doing amazing work and meeting amazing women mm-hmm. um, and having these amazing opportunities. So I'm kind of open. You know, I, I'm grounded in, in working at MSN, just, just always looking for what else I can do to impact. So my thing is that, you know, I truly want to be a thought leader, someone that's looked to for influence and leadership and things like that. Um, I have an interest in teaching mm. at Junkley in a, in a college, maybe doing some part-time work, so I'd have to seek out those opportunities. But, yeah, I'm kind of open. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what Patricia Thank Robinson is going to be up to. Absolutely. Now, it is called Women in Hip Hop, so I have to run these questions down, okay. these some hip-hop questions. Oh, I might not know them. I've been here for a long time. <laughs> Rusty. It's nothing to know. It's okay. just you speaking from the Got heart it. like you've okay. been doing already. Got it. Give me your top five favorite female rappers. The top five. Of all time. Of all time. Mm-hmm. Lauren Hill. Nice. Okay. I definitely got to say Lil' Kim. Hey. I got to say Remy Ma. She hot. Um, hmm. Uh, MC Light. Hey! How many did I give you? I think that was five. I was was it four? four? Lauren Hill, Remy Ma, Little Kill, MC Light. Light. Queen Latifah is definitely one of those. Yeah. Do you have a favorite bar 
from your no, favorite now rapper. Going too far, honey. I, I always <laughs> get them. I always get them with that. Nope, I always try I to don't. get someone to I spit. Don't. And what no. is your favorite genre of music? Is it hip hop? Is it R and B? Is it gospel? Like I, I, I love R and B. I love hip hop because you know it keeps me young and it keeps me fragrant and, and like I know what's <laughs> going on. So I run around the station and I'm kind of. But I do love R and B. I do love R and B. I love Joe. I love Babyface. I love classic New Edition. I love all of that good stuff. I love Fantasia's music, mm-hmm. like just all of that good stuff. So, the, who's the fav- your most favorite encounter with a celebrity by being up here? Oh yeah, it's constantly so, revolving yeah, door, right? So it's been sixteen years. I think I was wild at a couple of them. I was wild when I met John Amos, uh, the father from Good Times. Good times I met yes. um, Gladys Knight. That wild me. Uh, we had a brief experience many years ago where Janet Jackson came, and that mm. wild, that wild me. I just saw her um, in concert. She still got it. Yeah. Um, so, and then Shamar Moore. Oh my! Child, yeah, was, wait, I think good. I saw you post it. Did yeah, you post a picture with her? Re- what was recently? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I repost that picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was that was a good experience. But I met a lot of amazing people. Talent, they're really nice people, you know. And after a while, they come up frequently, and you know, you tend to, you know, just appreciate their presence. And they're, yeah. they're normal people. Yeah. Well, Patricia, I appreciate you doing this interview. Thank you. I'm sure anybody watching this is like, first, thankful that I'm shedding light on you. Yeah. I get comments all the time like, oh my God, I never even heard of this person. Or, I awesome. never knew this person or knew about this mm-hmm. job title. Mm-hmm. And, and your story alone yeah. is so inspiring. Like, Thank this you. is inspiring me. I feel like I do this for selfish needs. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I know for me, if it's helpful to me, that I can only imagine, yeah, I can yeah. only imagine what it does yeah. for other people out there. And listening so, what and I try to do also is I, over the last several months, I, I've taken to my Instagram page, particularly, which is at HR Radio Lady. Mm-hmm. And I try to, like, put a lot of content and I try to use that as a piece of a tool to influence people. And I give them a piece of my work life, the influences there, my family life, empowerment stuff. So if you're, if you want to follow at HR radio lady, it's a great place to kind of get a little dose of what's going on. You're going to see me doing my bad boss thing. You're going to see hey. me doing my cultural thing, yes. my community work, you know, things that are very purposeful um, and inspirational. I get a lot of feedback on like those things are making people feel inspired. So mm-hmm. that's what it's really all about. And you know what? We normal people. And I started off to become an expert. You start off as a beginner. So if you're thinking about where you're going to start, you're a beginner. If you're be- in the beginning stages, you start at the beginning stage and you work your way up. You ever been to the strip club? I have never been to a strip club. I don't know club. why I'm looking at you. I feel like I could take you to the strip no, club with me. I, I don't know. We're going to pray on that one. Pray the Lord. We don't think we're going to go to a strip club. Did, you've never been? You never, never wanted to go? Because you're the twerking grandma, as Malik said it. I wonder if you ever had anybody twerk on you. Judgment. Oh, no, honey. I'm going to stop being judgmental. So I'm going to pull out holy water. Now, that I'm not doing. Okay. Yeah, so that I ain't doing. I understand it. I understand it exists. I ain't judging, but I have never been there. I have no, no desire. desire. That's that's Absolutely. what it is. You have no desire. But looking at you talking, I'm like, well, I could probably see her <laughs> the trip club. Oh gosh, no way. Oh, okay, goodness. that's good to know. All right, now I wrap this up with all the guests that come on the show. If you can give yep. me one word to describe the state that you're in right now, not a phrase, not a sentence, but one word to describe where you are in life right now with everything you accomplish everything just telling your story bringing it full circle i feel i feel uh astonished Mm, astonished Mm -hmm. astonished and i say i feel astonished because i feel like god has looked down and, and looked at all of the prayers and said all at once he's just 
he's just opening up all of the blessings. So I'm astonished mm. where I am right now. Yeah. Because I didn't have a plan. I, it was just always a prayer and it was always the work. And, you know, they say when you work unto the Lord, you, you work, you do your work. So, so for those who are in business and, you know, you're working and you feel like you're not being acknowledged and you feel like you're not receiving the kind of accolades or the pay and things of that nature. Keep working. Keep staying there. Stay there. Stay focused because it is being acknowledged and one day it will be acknowledged in front of masses. So I just feel astonished. The other day I came home, I felt astonished. I'm like, I, I, I can't believe what's happening to me. Yeah. And it's just starting. So we're excited about it. And I'm so happy to have done this interview. Finally, we got it accomplished. That's how we end off. Thank got, you so much. Thank you so much, Patricia Robinson, for the interview. And that is it for Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And I will see y'all later. Good girl. We did it. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Some folks don't stop searching till they find the truth. If you've got a detective's eye, June's Journey is the game for you. Play as June Parker in a gripping murder mystery as you find hidden objects to help solve her sister's death. You'll hunt for clues in hundreds of beautifully illustrated scenes set in the roaring 20s. New chapters are added weekly. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today. Available on Android and iOS mobile devices as well as on PC through Facebook games. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.